Hi there, I'm Sue Alvis from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode 111. And today I want to talk about nurturing independent learners. This is actually a blog post story podcast. Yes, I am sharing some blog post stories with you. And the reason I'm doing this is because life is really busy at the moment. You might have realized that it has been a few weeks since my last podcast, and I didn't mean to disappear again for so long. Yes, after I recorded the last podcast with my teenage daughter Sophie, an interview with a teenage radical unschooler, I had plans to come back and record more episodes very quickly. Yes, I had lots of ideas, but it didn't happen. Life has got busy again. And I did sit down a couple of times. I had a few odd free moments and I thought, yes, I'll record a podcast right now. And my equipment wasn't working. I got a really loud hum at the back of my recording and I haven't yet fixed that problem. So my daughter Imogen has set me up with her mic today and I'm hoping that this recording will be better. It gets very frustrating when equipment doesn't work. And the couple of times that I have tried, I've got so frustrated that I've said, hey, I can't be bothered. I'm just going to go and do something else. Yes, what am I busy with? Well, life has been busy generally, but also I am working on my unschooling book. Now, you might not believe that. I don't believe it myself. This unschooling book that I've been talking about for a very, very long time, I come along and I say, hey, I'm working on my unschooling book. And you think, I am sure, I've heard that before. She's not going to do much on the book. She's going to start and then she's going to stop. And we won't hear anything about it for a very long time. Until one day she'll suddenly say, hey, I'm working on my unschooling book. It's a book that will never get finished. It's fiction. It's a fantasy. It's a wild imagining that will never actually come to anything. Well, that's what I've been thinking, and that probably that's what you've been thinking too. This unfinished, unschooling book has been sitting at the back of my mind, though. While I've been doing other things, I haven't been able to forget it. It's taking up too much space. Then the other day I thought, I've got to do something about it. I've got to decide once and for all that I'm not writing an unschooling book, or I've got to finish it. And the trigger, I think is NaNoWriMo. My girls are writing novels, at least 50,000 words in the 30 days of November. And they said to me, Mom, are you going to do NaNoWriMo this time too? And I didn't want to. I've already got two or three fiction books that I wrote during past NaNoWriMo's. They're waiting for me to look at them, the same as my unschooling book. The last thing I need is another manuscript sitting at the back of my mind waiting for me to edit it. So I don't want to write another novel. But I was thinking that maybe this is a good opportunity to work on my unschooling book while my girls are writing. We'll all write together. And to keep myself motivated, I've decided to blog parts of my unschooling book as I'm getting it into order. So I have already written five blog posts in this new unschooling book series. So as I'm working on the book each day, I know that I've got to 
post at least a little bit of what I've been working on. Yes, motivation to continue. Motivation to get up in the morning and think, I've got to do some work on that book instead of just ignoring it and thinking, oh, look, I don't feel like it today. I'll go and do something different. So that's what I'm doing. It's what I have been doing for the past few days. Though I had a hiccup the other day, I suddenly thought, what if somebody comes along and says, hey, Sue, why should you write an unschooling book? You haven't got a perfect family. You haven't got everything worked out perfectly. Why should you write a book to tell others about unschooling? You're not an expert. And so the doubts sort of crept into my head and I thought, oh, look, it would be so much easier if I didn't publish anything. Actually, it would be so much easier if I just delete everything I've ever written about unschooling, just retreat, live my life privately. Yes, it's really hard parenting and educating children in the public eye. There's always that risk that somebody's going to come along and criticize what I'm doing. Criticism hurts, though we shouldn't let it affect us. Not that anybody has come along, but I guess going the next stage, publishing a book about unschooling, that is a big step. There's a lot of unschooling writers out there. There are quite a few unschooling writers who have written books, but there are not as many. And of course, when you write a book, you sort of expect people to come along and part with their money, to pay good money for whatever you have written. It's got to be good. It's got to satisfy people. You don't want people to come back and say, hey, that was a waste of money. So I have had a couple of up and down days wondering whether I ought to actually go ahead and finish this book, get it published. Sometimes it's safer just not to do things. And then I was thinking about uh, our talents. If we doubt ourselves to the point of not using the talents that we have, we will fail to do good. We could do wonderful things with our talents as long as we have courage to go out there, face the critics, face whatever's coming, and yeah, just do it. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going to write this unschooling book. We'll see how it goes. We'll see what feedback I get from it. So you could go over to my blog if you're interested in keeping up with those unschooling book blog posts. I'm posting one each day for the month of November. I haven't actually written today's post. I'm going to have to get this podcast done really quickly, get back to my computer and see if I can get some words in order so that I have a blog post to publish today. But first, the podcast. What I'm thinking is that I might publish a series of podcasts. Maybe I'm overreaching myself. I have all these fantastic ideas, and sometimes I'm not very sensible. I don't listen to that little voice at the back of my head which says, Sue, you're doing enough already. You're going to get yourself into big trouble. But the point is, I want to keep on podcasting. But it is difficult when I'm also doing something big like editing a book. I guess I might have two different audiences here, well, maybe even three, people that are interested in my blog, Then there's those people who like listening to these podcasts. And then there are my faithful friends who are still waiting for me to finish this book. How do I do everything? Well, as far as podcasting goes for the next few weeks, 
I thought that I would just make a series of very short podcasts. Each one will be based around a blog post from my archive that I've already written. Now, I've already shared some of these blog posts in previous podcasts, but I'm just going to do one at a time in each of the next few blog post episodes. I wonder if that will be interesting to you. If you would like to listen to those stories, I hope so. Maybe I will be able to publish these podcasts a little more frequently because they won't be so much work to make. They won't take so long to record. They won't need so much editing. I guess if I only post one podcast episode a week, that's more than I'm doing at the moment. Yes, I haven't been very successful at keeping up with my podcasts, as I said. So I guess that's enough rambling about what's going on in my life, the projects that I'm working on at the moment. Let's get on to today's blog post story. It's called Nurturing Independent Learners. And I wrote this story about five years ago. I seem to remember I wrote it as a link-up. You know, one of these things where somebody says, everybody should write a blog post on this particular topic, and then we'll all link up together. And then people will go around and read them all. Lots of blog posts on the same topic. And this was my offering for the month. Now, I think that I was the only unschooler that was linking up with the other homeschoolers. Sometimes it's difficult to write on topics that other homeschoolers are writing about, things like plans for the new year or how I'm winding down for the summer or my favorite curriculum. These aren't topics that interest unschoolers. And I do remember for a lot of these link-ups, I really did have to think very, very hard to come up with something that was appropriate and still about unschooling. I guess it's always good to be stretched. So on to the story, and if anything occurs to me while I'm reading it, I will talk about it when I've finished. Nurturing Independent Learners To me, unschoolers are independent learners. At least mine are. What further can I say? Because one sentence isn't much of an article, I decided to do a little research to see what other people have to say about this topic. I did some Googling, but before I found what I was looking for, I got sidetracked by an article written by an author who believes it is irresponsible for parents to allow their children the freedom to learn in an unschooling way. The author says children are too immature to take on the role of directing their own learning. Perhaps children can't see the big picture. Therefore, they won't make the best decisions concerning what they need to know. Parents can't sit back and take the easy pathway and let their children learn what they want when they want to. What if their children are not motivated to learn anything, let alone the necessary things? No, parents have to keep control of their children's education. It's their responsibility. On the surface of it, the author's opinions sound very reasonable. Even a little doubt passed across my mind for a split second. What if I've got it all wrong? 
What if my children can't be trusted to learn all they need to know? Am I an irresponsible mother? And then common sense returned. I have been homeschooling for over 21 years. I know unschooling works. So why did this article cause even that split second of doubt? I think about the critical thinking course my daughter Imogen completed not so long ago. It reminded me that we have to read articles carefully and critically. Just because something is written in an authoritative manner doesn't mean it was written by an expert. Stating something as a fact doesn't make it a fact. It remains an opinion, unless, of course, it is backed up by evidence. And where was this author's evidence? Did she unschool a child all the way to graduation? Did she even start unschooling? Or was she never able to trust enough to let go and let her children take more control over their education? How can you make statements about something you have never tried? There were no examples of personal stories or even footnotes to back up this author's opinions. Now, if she had said that unschooling didn't work for her family because... But she didn't. I can only talk for my own family. I do know my children can be trusted to learn all they need to know. I have four children who have graduated from homeschooling. They have all studied at tertiary level without problems. I feel they are well educated. They received an education far superior to that I received at school. They are equipped to take on the challenges of the world, and I see no reason why the younger girls won't achieve as much as their older siblings. Writing about homeschooling is a tricky business. After reading this article, I sat and thought about how I'd feel if someone criticized my posts and articles. Suddenly, I lost all enthusiasm for writing. And then I decided that as I only ever share what's going on in my own family, How can anyone criticize? Readers cannot tell me unschooling is not working for us when I know it is. They can't say I am wrong to trust my children when I know the end results of trusting. What readers can tell me is that unschooling is not right for their families, that they feel unable to let go and trust their children with so much freedom. And that's okay. I respect that. We are all different. No, I am not writing as an expert. I'm just sharing stories. Stories that might interest you, or might not. And this is my experience. I once wrote, Everyone thinks I homeschool my 14-year-old daughter Charlotte. I don't. She homeschools herself. I guess you could say my high-schooling unschoolers have the reins of their education completely in their own hands. They have their own ideas about what they want to learn, and they are keen to go off on their own adventures. Of course, I am always around to give them ideas, expand their world and its possibilities, discuss problems, find resources, and help in any way I can. But my role isn't that of a teacher. I don't homeschool my high school students. They educate themselves. Is that irresponsible of me? Will my children learn all they need to know? Can I trust them? Is it right to give them so much freedom? At the end of that story, I have a link to another post in my archives. Why I am not a good homeschooling teacher. I've added, this is Charlotte's story. 
She knows what she wants to learn. She knows where she's heading. She's a homeschooling high schooler, and she's an independent learner. Perhaps next time I can share that story, why I am not a good homeschooling teacher. I've got a couple of things I want to say about today's story. I talk a lot about homeschooling rather than unschooling. My homeschooling high school students. I think I used that language because I was linking up with other homeschoolers. We all know that we are life learners. We unschool for the whole of our lives. It doesn't come to an end. I also think that unschooling really isn't a method of homeschooling, but it seems to come under most people's umbrella of homeschooling methods. So I guess I was talking from that perspective. I have been homeschooling for over 21 years. Well, the years have gone by. It must be about 26 years by now. Have I got enough experience to not only write stories about my own children, but to give you suggestions about your own children, to talk about how children in general learn? Well, I hope so, because in other blog posts and my unschooling book, I do talk about children in general. I think I must have got more confidence. Yes, understanding, unschooling more deeply perhaps. And I do want to pass on what I have learnt from my experiences and encourage other people to unschool their children. Yes, every family is different. Every family can make their own decisions. But I do think that every family can unschool if that is what they want to do. I suppose that story is quite appropriate for this week because, as I was telling you, I was thinking about unschooling critics. Unschoolers who might criticize me for writing an unschooling book. Homeschoolers and other people who might criticize the fact that I'm writing about unschooling, that unschooling to them is an irresponsible thing to do. There are lots of people that could criticize us. We might just be criticized by our friends and family for making the decision to unschool our children. I think that's probably an appropriate topic for my unschooling book. I have written a little bit about it on my blog and I have talked about this in previous podcasts. So maybe I can put together a section on how we can deal with unschooling critics. Part of the answer, of course, is to be confident and to evaluate other people's criticism. Why should they tell us what to do? Other people's criticism can sometimes affect us, give us doubts. But is there any evidence for what they're saying? Yes, I hope I can come up with something that's helpful. I have four children who have graduated from homeschooling. They have all studied at tertiary level without problems. This means that at the time of writing, I had four children who were no longer registered homeschoolers. Of course, they were still unschooling. And yes, they didn't have any problems studying at university. Now I have five children who have graduated as homeschoolers. I was writing about Charlotte at this time, and she was, I think, 14, 15 maybe. She turned 20 the other day. And at the moment, she is in the middle of doing a university degree, a Bachelor of Arts course, Digital Design. 
So she did all right. She was an independent learner. She didn't actually ask me for much help in the later years of being a registered homeschooler. She was very confident about what she wanted to do, and she just got on and did it. I worried about that sometimes, because I felt that I ought to be more involved with her, but it worked out fine. So next time, why I am not a good homeschooling teacher. Until then, I hope you have some wonderful unschooling adventures with your own families. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of my podcast. And until next time, trust, respect, and love unconditionally.